We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast that um, has the most... Oh, that's all you were going to say? Oh, I thought we were going to go back and forth. Oh, no, I thought you I thought you just had a fact that you, okay. that you were aware has of. Has the most amount of fake ads. That is actually Guinness uh, called, to let did. us know. The beer what company. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and just, for a sponsor? No, no. Oh. Absolutely. They said, please do not ever mention our name on your show. And we just broke that. Well, I mean, I think it's a, it'd be okay for them to just tell the story of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they A lot of threatening words and letters. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, uh, I'm John Baker. I'm Jonathan Motney. Today we're going to be talking about um, a game show that is probably why um, the rest of the world hates us. Right. Called Shop Till You Drop. A game show that encourages people passing out or seizures. Does it encourage that? Till you drop. Oh, okay. They want you to shop so hard you're out of breath that you fall down. And I don't, for one, agree with that. You think that's too much shopping? I think that's too much shopping. Less, more shopping, less dropping. I should it be, like to say. it should be shop till you are slightly out of breath. And I okay. think that rolls off and the tongue. And then take a better. nap. And then, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So to, before we get started, we've got a sponsor. A real one. A real one. Isn't it's that not, weird? It's not Guinness. It's a real uh, one. It's a real one. It's a real one. Okay. Um, and you can tell because I said real three times, maybe? Yeah, you did several times. Right. Um, so I'll begin this real mm-hmm. sponsor. Okay. Today's podcast sponsor is a chair company that creates a unique resolution to a difficult situation. Everyone has that one friend or couple that outstays their welcome at your game night or dinner party. Dropping subtle hints that you're tired or how your kids should probably go to bed that now that it's 10.30 p.m. aren't, just aren't cutting it. Are, just aren't cutting just it. Just aren't cutting now it. Now you can completely avoid the situation altogether with the BH chair. The butt hurt chair is meticulously designed to be uncomfortable. Like too uncomfortable that I wouldn't want to sit down? No. The unique design combines a slightly uncomfortable feeling that builds over time to a steady ache in the sitter's lower back area. Oh, so now I won't have to awkwardly and slowly slink toward my front door while saying phrases like, well, it was nice seeing you, or got a big day tomorrow, gotta start early. That's right. Choose from their extensive selection of chairs. The pins and needles in my feet chair. The shift every three minutes to let blood flow into my butt and thighs chair. The sharp tiny dildo in my upper thigh chair. The chair made for a fifth grader. The uneven leg wobbler chair. The butt suffocator chair. The I think there's a snake in my chair chair. Their popular smells like moldy diarrhea chair. The made from animal bones chair. The nickelback on a loop chair. Now with a three hour battery life. My favorite, the racist chair. It's totally covered in fun words like taking advantage of this new beep sound effect we've got. (laughs) 
I didn't even know there were so many racist words. That's fun. Come on down, listeners. Receive 50% off their purchase of a second chair with the promo code MAKEMYBUTTHURT. Next time those neighbors can't get the clue in their brains, give it to them in their butts. And just to be clear, I want to make sure that since you've mentioned that this is a a real real sponsor, sponsor, uh, I just want to make sure that our listeners understand that the promo code, make my butt hurt, Mm. butt is spelled with one T. Well, it's it's two on mine because I corrected it on mine and I had sent you an old version. So you have the old version. I guess both codes are going to work then. Okay, uh, because the company sent both of them, right? Right. Okay, the real company, the butt hurt chair. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So thanks to the butt hurt chair, um, which is actually the chairs that we are sitting in right now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of um, crazy. It's so. Which one are you sitting in? I'm sitting in the tiny dildo in my thigh chair. Right. Um, I am sitting in the. I think there's a snake in my chair. Chair. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, people had been complaining about the episodes going on for a little too long, so we decided to try these butthurt chairs, get in and out quick, wham, bam. Mm -hmm. Anyway, today's episode, as we mentioned, is the game show Shop Till You Drop. Mm. And like I mentioned, so this this game show originally aired from 1991 to 94. Okay. It's had three revivals since then was revived in 96 to 97, 2000 to 2002, and 2003 to 2005. I would say that if you were, um, if you wanted to give like future people Mm -hmm. context, like a a time capsule situation, and you wanted to give them 22 minutes of content to explain to them exactly what the time period of 1991 was like. Yes. Th- a one episode of this game show, I think, would perfectly do it. Okay. Um, it is mall culture to the extreme. Yeah. It is consumerism run amok. Liter- nice wor- use of the word run. Thank you. Um, and it's all about a, a pair of man and woman that are maybe married, that are maybe platonic friends, that are maybe brother and sister. Right. And you can be all three of those. Yeah. Uh, in certain, you can regions. be friends, you can be brother and sister and you can be married all together now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think this Show is basically the reason for the Cold War. Um, it it's just like a show that you could have, and I know this was like kind of end of Cold War. Um, I guess you know late eighties, Soviet Union dissolved, and the Red Scare is now ninety three or something. But um, I think it, it, this were a show that if you showed Soviets, they would be disgusted by. They, it would justify their hatred. For America. Yeah, and you would have to show them it on a projector in an abandoned church in the middle of winter in Russia to really heighten their their anger and hate. Yeah, with like for, no doors that close yeah, or anything. Correct. Just wind whipping through there. Yes. Uh, and and uh, maybe a, a pack of hungry wolves are in uh, the corner of the yeah, church. for sure. Um, that's basically what everything in Soviet Russia was like. <laughs> so... Shop till you drop it. It aired on the Lifetime channel. Which is known for game shows. Yes. Only. Yes. Exclusively. It's known for game shows, and 
the new Lifetime original movie, Wendy Williams, the movie. Ooh. And that got what on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, there's no chance it got more than a zero on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't <laughs> think. Um, I believe it just came out uh, this last weekend. I and that was called Wendy Williams? Wendy Williams, I believe, was the name. It's a movie about the life of the talk show host, Wendy Williams. Okay. And so there are two, Wendy Williams' What a Mess and Wendy Williams' The Movie, both in 2021. That is very disheartening. <laughs> and another reason that Soviet Russia should hate us. <laughs> but I believe this one was Wendy Williams' oh, The Movie. On the no critics' consensus yet. Uh, yeah, they're still making up their mind on this one. Yeah. Um, anyway, it aired for 10 seasons, all in all, and 980 episodes, which... Again, speaks to our capitalism and consumerism run amok. Yeah, just in, keep going. In this just keep squeezing the penny out of this product. Uh, for the majority of its run, it was hosted by Pat Finn, who uh, he was loved his book. Loved his book. Didn't like some of the creative um, choices. All right, you're gonna with have to some explain of the characters the bit to me now. What book? Oh, Huck Finn. Is that? What yeah, you're okay. that's what I'm going Got with. It. It was t- taking me a second to figure out what bad joke uh, that the Russians would hate <laughs> you were coming up with there. Um, he was one of the Joker's Wild hosts. That's the game we talked about before. Yeah. Um, he One of their revivals, he was the host before he was the host of Shop Till You Drop. And here's the way the show worked. Please tell me. I've been dying to hear. Uh, so basically, the set of the show looked like... Uh, the best way I could describe it is a shopping mall atrium. <laughs> okay. Like a loft apartment, but shopping mall? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, like uh, the area in the middle of the shopping mall where there are escalators around the sides that you go up to the second story, that there's the balcony from the second story, that the food court is right yeah. up there above you, but you're down on the first story. And not sh- escalators, stairs. Right, there's no escalators in this game show. Yeah. You've got to go up and down. It would have really killed the uh, the mood if you had to if you couldn't run if up the escalator. There's to... a timer going, and you're just waiting you on the could've... escalator. <laughs> um, we could have had some great going up the down escalator or down the up escalator moments. Yeah. So there's a make it better for you. Um, so it took place in this uh, staged mall atrium area where. There was, you know, a semicircle behind the contestants of seven storefronts on the bottom floor mm-hmm. and seven storefronts on the top floor. But also on the top floor, there were audience members that were sitting at fake food court Correct. tables around the balcony area. And when he says audience members, he means the smallest amount of people needed to uh, incorporate the S on the end of members. I believe it was two people. No, I think there was like, if you, it was like tables of two, but I think there were maybe three or four tables of two. Wow. So, a couple it looks of strange There's because you never saw them unless somebody was flying by in a dead sprint. Right, right. Or they were just kind of off in the background while they were standing at their contestant podiums or mm-hmm. something like that. Guessing prices. Yes. So, they. I guess there were seven stores downstairs, seven stores upstairs. As I mentioned, there were two teams of two. Mm. It was almost... That's four people. Yep. It was almost always a male-female pair. 
Yeah, that's all I saw. It was frequently boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or the friend zone man friend with a woman guy with which the I saw. weird sideburns. Yeah, which is a guy I saw. <laughs> well, do you have red hair? Uh, no. I don't okay, mine had, had brown short, hair. And red he was like, hair. Oh yeah, we used to work together. And like I was like, this that was guy the boy. Looks. That was the man's voice. Yes, that was yeah, okay. Because oh, we used to work together. And the woman was like, yeah, we met at work. <laughs> And the uh, woman was a 13 year old boy trying to sound like an older <laughs> yeah. man. It was me answering the phone as a kid. <laughs> Hello, Baker residence. <laughs> and they would compete two V2. The, the way it worked, there were two stunt rounds. The first two rounds of the show, they mm-hmm. called stunt rounds. And it was... It's going to be hard to describe because, because was, stunt's not the right word. It's certainly not the right word. But what would happen was one of the teams would be selected to reveal the 60-second round game stunt, whatever, that they had to complete. They would explain the rules to them and then say, you can either play this or pass it to the other team. And then there was a, a second game stunt slash whatever that... If you passed, you would play that one. If you played this one, the other team would play that one. But you didn't get to know what that one was before yeah. making your decision on this first one. And these little mini games, they were always pretty stunts. much... They're called sorry, these stunts. These little stunts were always like 60 seconds in time limit. And they would include things like, here is a rack of pants... Now, the guy has to put on a big oversized comic suspender-y pants thing. We're going to put him on a medical scale. We're going to weigh him. You've got 60 seconds to increase his weight by 10 pounds by putting pairs of pants off the rack into the giant oversized pants that he is wearing. Obviously, And you can only uh, grab two at a time. So that's a simple one. That's a simple, easily explained. Yeah. You know, a game that we all played at home as a kid. Right. You know, put on as many pants as you can to gain <laughs> 10 pounds. Uh-huh. Or the one, actually, I would say this is probably closer to an actual game we played maybe in elementary school or uh-huh. at a birthday party maybe. And it was slam down on the ground and pop balloons with your butt as hard as you possibly can to reveal a price within the balloon, which then you match with the product on the table next to you. Yep. They're... Which I would play at birthday parties. <laughs> I, it's, I think that's kind of more of like a baby shower type game. Okay, yeah. And you match the... Uh, so each each one has a dirty diaper yeah, filled it's with actual baby with poop. poop. Yeah. And you have to taste the poop and match it what? with which baby made the poop. Oh, I was thinking which... Uh, which baby food it was before it was. <laughs> oh, I like that better. Test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there were all sorts of weird contrived games like this, all kind of around shopping or consumer a culture. A lot of matching for the most prices part. with stuff. There was a lot of matching prices stuff, kind of knockoff prices righty type of games. Yeah. There was one I saw that it was. Here are. Some bales of hay, some bricks, and some uh, pieces of wood. And the bricks are worth five dollars each. The pieces oh, God, of wood is, are worth. Do they have to 10, play settlers of Catan, ten dollars each? The bales of hay are worth twenty dollars each. And here are three products, and you have to take over the right amount of 
building supplies uh-huh. for what those products are worth. Right. But nothing was like $35, so you would need a 20, a 10, and a 5. Oh. Everything only needed one of the... So, like, one of the things was $60. It was like a George Foreman grill. And so... It was just three bales of hay. And then the next thing you only used the wood for, and it was like four. And then the next thing you only used the bricks for. And again, they had 60 seconds to do this. So they could have just guessed a few times and gotten it right guaranteed. You know? Yeah. Like, um, so there are, yeah, there's price matching. There's weird shopping spree-esque type of grab this stuff and bring it back here and get the right amount. I saw one that was, here's a, a big bowl full of hats, like uh-huh. a big a variety a bowl of bowl full of hats, yeah, like a oh gigantically oversized bowl okay. full of hats. Got it. And different types of hats from different countries. Yeah, and then both of them had to be blindfolded. Okay. And then they would name a type of hat, and they had to dig around in there to find that type of hat. And then put it on the male's head. And then if they were correct, that was check. You go on. Check. And I think they needed to get three in the 60 seconds or something like that. I mean, they must have had some sort of a hat fetish because I saw one where <laughs> there was a partition separating the man and the woman. The woman had to pick up a hat, put it on her head and describe the hat without the actual saying the hat's name. And they were from specific countries. Okay. So a sombrero was from Mexico. A German hat was from, uh-huh. or a Lederhosen hat was from Germany. And yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. It had a matador fighting one. I, yeah. So this one, it wasn't quite that like country specific, but there were like, there was like cowboy hat, fez, um, beret, things yeah. like that. Um, but they never really linked it to a country. I did see one where there were products and there were countries. And you had to put the product from the correct country into that, like, a little basket with that country's name on How it. How racist was it? Um, it always, oh, like, there were, uh, everything was, went in the China bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, well, no, it was, uh, it was honestly just very hard. I thought it was way too hard. There were, like, seven products, and you had to get five of them correct, which means... You can really only miss one. Yes. Because if you miss one, you automatically miss another one. Right. So, And if you miss one and it's the first one he opens, don't open the rest of them. They lost that round. <laughs> right. We know they lost that round. Um, and it was very hard because it was like L'Oreal. And uh, one of the choices was France. And so it's like, okay, that's got to be France. But it wasn't. Yeah, what was it? It was Switzerland. China? Switzerland. Yeah. Okay. And so they missed that one pretty quickly and it was all downhill from there yeah um and then like there was denmark netherlands and germany were all options and so so many of those names just sound so similar to (laughs) each other it was very difficult um yeah so that was the first two rounds the first round was worth 100 points each team could get 100 points for completing their stunt round and then the second round was worth 200 points per team and if you successfully completed your game, in addition to getting the points, you chose a prize by choosing one of the 14 stores Whoa. to choose your prize from. And each store had a very different font to let you know that, that is this a different team store. This... worked really hard yep. to... Uh... To make up fake mall stores. Yes. Um, 
And so the prize value was kind of random based on those. You could get lucky and get a really good prize. There was also a um, shopper's special in one of the 14 stores. Mm. They didn't tell you where it was, obviously. But if you selected the store with the shopper's special, you won a trip. Um, nice. So To pretty- Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> this was when Detroit was booming, though. Right. This was pre- Classic 90s Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's how the first two rounds worked. Then we go to the final round, which was called the Shopper's Challenge. Mm. And I don't really know why it was called that, other than they just wanted to work shop into the name of the thing because it's in the name of the show. Yeah. Because this was basically just a trivia round. And it was 90 seconds. And they each each team had their podium. One person would be at the podium. They would ask a question, buzz in first to buzz in and get the correct answer, got 50 points. And then they would swap it out with each other and the other person would be up at the yeah. podium now. If, alternating. They, if those questions were all directly related to food, this would have been a direct ripoff from Supermarket Sweep. It's the same exact thing. Yes. Partners are switching each question. Yeah. Trivia. <laughs> Shopping. A host that's a man. <laughs> wow. Shopping. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then at the end of this round, whichever team had accumulated the greatest point total. The was, greatest point total? Yeah. Of all time. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't... So it didn't the, have to be the most. You'd just be like... Yeah, that's a pretty great. Like, you if you guys, got 69. Yeah, they were like, you that's win. pretty great. You yeah. guys win. I don't know yeah. how you got 69 points, but... It's uh, weird. Everything was worth 100 or 50. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, and so, yeah, whoever whoever won that with the most points goes to the final round, which was the shop till you drop yeah. round. And in the first season, you... so So, basically, there were six boxes of shopping mall items yeah and one person on the team member would be the gift opener basically the person who just lifts a box yes and the other person would be the returner so ba- not so- runner or sprinter as one of the contestants said and was aptly corrected oh were they by the host even though every single person ever ran and sprinted correct but for safety purposes, they're like, no, we're not encouraging <laughs> anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so they would open a gift, open a box, decide whether they wanted to keep this mm-hmm. or exchange it. If you chose to exchange it, the returner, not runner, Thank whatever, you. Thank you. would take it, head to the store of their choice where they would drop off that grab the closed package that they have no idea what is inside over there and take it to a table and ring a bell. Yes. And then the person would open the next thing Mm -hmm. and decide what, again, whether I want to keep or return this. And so the obvious um, decision that you're weighing here is I know what this is. I can probably have an idea of how much it's worth. Do I want to trade it for something blind basically that I hope is worth more? Yeah. Um, the tag is sticking out of your hat and it's driving me nuts. Where is it? Right, oh, there. right here. Look yeah. at that. I got it. Thank you. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to. No, it's you. fine. And it's, you know, just learn from this. I will. Um, 
So in the first season, the goal was to accumulate at least $1,000 worth of stuff. And you had, I believe, 90 seconds for this final round as well to do all okay. of your exchanging and opening. Um, in the subsequent seasons, it was $2,500. I think the dollar value of the stuff that you opened was higher yes. to, to help you get there. And if you exceeded $1,000, you won a trip. Like I saw people won a trip to Italy or something like that. Hawaii seemed to be pretty popular. Yeah. And if you didn't, you still got to keep all of the stuff that you brought to the table yeah. at the end. And if you win, you also get to keep all of that stuff. Except the points. They did not let you keep the points. You have to return them because they need those for the next episode. Right. They wanted to recycle the points. Yeah. But... You did get to win all of your f fantastic consumer goods mm. as well. Yeah. Which is what shopping at the mall is all about. It's I, not about trips to Hawaii and, I, I wanna, and Italy. I want to tell you something Please. that I learned today. And uh -huh. I kind of knew this in the back of my head, but to, a, a situation occurred that really solidified the, the lesson for me. Shopping for a house is really hard. I haven't been able to get that gratifying materialistic happiness, that endorphin rush from completing a purchase. It's a lot of, I'd like to buy this. No, thank you. Uh huh. So I bought some shoes. Okay. Some sick Converse shoes. Converse. That's owned by Nike. And I got them in the mail today, right before you showed up, uh -huh. opened them up, have not been able to put them on yet. But opening up those shoes and seeing them and holding them in my hand, I just totally forgot that I'm homeless. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's a, certainly a one way to phrase that. So I think instead of finding housing for homeless people, we go around give them on a converse? weekly basis and just give them enough of a material to get that endorphin rush so they can forget how hard their life is. So instead of solving their problems, we want to trick them into thinking they don't have problems? Correct. You band-aid, okay. band-aid, 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 but they're still accumulating items. You Which know? is what life is all about, honestly. In America, yes, it is. Right. Absolutely. Not in Russia. Well, you can't judge life by that because there are no things to buy in Russia. So my question is, if in... this is Because, again, this is very a very late 80s, early 90s program. Yeah. Everything about it screams of that era yes in the soviet union what do you think their version of this game show would have been oh i think it's i think it's called uh you know find something of value in a pile of snow and run from wolves and you win the game by not being killed by a pack of wolves eating you. and if you uh win the final round rather than a trip to somewhere in the world, mm -hmm. you got a loaf of bread. Yeah. That was and the you big, got to, the no, big no, 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 no. You got to be the first to wait in line <laughs> the for the loaf of bread. <laughs> at the bread line. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or you got a trip to a slightly less frigid cold area, slightly less frigid area of the Soviet Union. And Russia. if you lost, you got a trip to Siberia. <laughs> and you could become the new Stalin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I think this show perfectly demonstrates, uh, why anybody else in the world would hate Americans, <laughs> um, because it's ridiculous it's and they're absurd. jealous. 
and they're and they're haters. Look, it absolutely is absurd. Haters. I'm we can't. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that our society and our economy is not a, insane. But it's so much fun to just buy random shit from with a click of a button. I could have a prostitute show up to my door at the mall. A Russian one. <laughs> Yeah, I could meet her at the mall if I wanted to. <laughs> you know what my favorite mall store is? What's GameStop. It? Why is that? GameStop. Well, you know, because everybody's getting rich from GameStop right uh-huh. now. Not a lot of people are getting rich. Everybody. No. Everybody. I think maybe I eight people are getting rich on GameStop. I'm getting rich. How, how much richness? Well, did I you lost get? two thousand dollars yesterday. Mm. But <laughs> think about when that turns or that like it. That could probably turn into two million the other way. That's true. It's like a ping pong effect. Two thousand down, twenty thousand up, two hundred thousand down, two million up, and then I right. check out. Right and then there. just both people lose though because you're and a nerd I, playing. And then ping I go pong. down the up escalator <laughs> yeah. with my riches. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've seen a lot, a lot of uh, of good jokes about how uh, GameStop stock is worth three hundred fifty dollars, or. Twelve fifty in credit at GameStop. <laughs> that's great. Hey, that's why they have been able to stay afloat for as long as they can. Just over, over, uh, taking advantage of our consumerism run hey, amok. You don't have to buy as the game there. Usual. You don't have to buy the game there. You can buy it from some shady ass Chinese store online. That's a ripoff store. Alibaba, but it's, but it's uh, no way Alibaba. Cheaper. They got rid of they got rid of the ripoffs at Alibaba. Now you have to use DHGate. If you guys are looking for any counterfeit goods like you might find in Chinatown of your local big city, head to dhgate.com and get all the counterfeit Chinese goods you want. It'll only take 28 days to arrive and it'll smell a little weird, but it'll be fine. Dude. How much are second they paying? Sponsor. How much are they paying? Second us? sponsor. They're paying us nine <laughs> counterfeit things. That's where I buy all my sunglasses, by the way. You can get all sorts of designer sunglasses for like $25. Ripoff designer? Yeah. Okay. So, so you're a fake. It's probably person. made by the same people that made the fake real ones. Person. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> uh, they know what they're doing already. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a mall show. It's crazy that, I guess, in the same way that it's weird that Supermarket Sweep is a supermarket game show. Mm-hmm. It's weird that this is a mall game show. It's somehow more weird to me than Supermarket Sweep um, because there was something about of the actual sweep in supermarket sweep that made sense to me in terms of this is kind of what shopping is like. Whereas there's nothing in shop till you drop that is anything like what it's like, Oh, I don't want these pants. Let me exchange it at the photo store (laughs) for a camera. (laughs) Yeah. It's not how it works. Right. It's not how the mall works. Also the entire Till you drop aspect of it seems like I, it's not in the thing. Because I've never, anytime I've been to the mall, I take my sweet ass time walking up and down the whole thing. They've not, got escalators. I'm not going in many they've stores. They've got escalators. Right. So nothing about this is a mall except that there are different stores with different fonts. Except there is um, an earthbound trading company that has there is samurai swords and uh, incense. That's true. And... Uh, Hacky sacks. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the man. What's a good metaphor here? Something that it has a lot of different random shit in it, um, like the human body. What? Yeah, you've got 
lungs that are there for breathing. You've got blood there to carry the oxygen. Those things don't make any sense. Okay, those are all factual statements. Mm -hmm. And now I'd like you to explain to me yeah. how in any way uh -huh. that ties into a shopping mall or... No, I'm tying it into the metaphor that a whole bunch of different things in this show don't apply, don't make sense in a mall scenario. I still am not following. That's okay. I'm too smart for you. <laughs> I guess that is probably And true. all of our listeners who are equally as confused <laughs> as you. <laughs> uh, the mall was definitely... When do you think was the end of malls? What year do you think that was? Like 2008? I mean, for me, it was probably, yeah, post-college. For you, right. But I think... For the culture, it, they've run their course. I think malls are closing down and they're becoming Well, when you, when, when people, when, when, like my mom does a lot of art classes at the local community college. And when her presentation or her uh, showing, I guess, was in a mall. Was it? Yes. It was, because malls are renting out their stores that have all left. Right. And so the community college had enough money to secure this store to show art from this particular art class. And I think that was the first time I had been in a mall in a long time right. that I walked in and looked around and realized, oh, this is a this is a dying thing. Well, yeah, the problem was, I mean, the whole idea of the mall is you can go to this one place and you can get anything here. Mm -hmm. Every manner of things. You can get your video games you can get your pantsuits. You can get dragged into a weird focus group. You can get a modeling contract. You can get the ice cream of the future. You can ice skate. Yeah. It's all there. You can get chilies. Yeah, you can get high and go with your friends and bet on which of the little kids is going to fall on the skating rink. That's just a pure hypothetical of, of things that you can do. I'm just talking about fun things you could do at the mall. At the mall. You could put on uh, jean jackets with your friend uh -huh. and aviators right. and then go walk around the mall and approach girls very confidently and then spin away and continue walking at the last minute. A coordinated spin. A coordinated spin around the girl. Around the girls and then never turn around to see if that led to maybe a conversation. No, it was funny enough in your head right. that it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's so funny that you don't have the confidence to talk to random people. <laughs> it's hilarious. We were in control of the situation. That's you, no, this was, a hypo this was a hypothetical. Oh, a, but this hypothetically, was a hypothetical. we would be in control <laughs> right. of that situation of if it happened mm -hmm. at a ball. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the, the great thing about the mall. But now the problem is, mm -hmm. and I, I mean, the solution really that has killed the mall is the internet, obviously. I mean, Amazon specifically. Amazon is the mall now. Mm -hmm. You can get your video games. You can get your samurai swords. Yes, your pantsuits. Your pantsuits. But you know what it kills, though? It kills, like, hypothetically, if you were now married and didn't need to approach women, um, putting on that jean jacket and just doing coordinated spins in your living room doesn't have quite the same effect as doing it with your friend uh, to strangers. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, and there's really no as-seen-on-TV store at home. There is know? not. 
Um, that was a gamble store. Sometimes the thing you bought was awesome. And sometimes it was a crappy product. Yeah. And it also, it also led to many things that just can't translate online at all though. Like PacSun or journeys or some, these type of stores that literally just only existed in malls. Yeah. Who's ever been like, oh yeah, I went the to Dallas Cowboys memorabilia store. Yeah. <laughs> I went to PacSun.com to order some new board shorts. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's some like divorced dad does that. Yeah, I would say I would say there's a huge gap. It's like the Jesus gap. You when you're younger, you board shorts was cool, and then there's those what twenty years of mystery, and then when you become a divorced dad, that's when you go back to the board shorts. What does that have to do with Jesus? So you remember Jesus's life in the Bible? Oh, he was, was like, like born and then he was thirty. Correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you not get these very clear metaphors? That I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. It's a, it's been a rough morning for me. I've been, I've been struggling along. I was uh, doing some Bible study earlier today. And so I, I just, were you using the evangel cube or do you read the actual Bible? Um, no, I read the Braille Bible. I'm trying to learn Braille. You're tr- okay. How is it easy? Is it hard? Um, well, see, my thought was, okay, well, I know every word in the Bible, if I am reading, I'll know what those words are that will help teach me. Okay. So you've got your open Bible on this side and you've got the Braille Bible on this side. No, no, no. I only have the Braille Bible. Oh, because you know by memory. You know the Bible by memory. Right. That, was, that was what I thought. Got it. <laughs> was that made, was what I thought. Abruptly clear that. Um, no, it turned out I knew the Lord's Prayer and there was more to it than yes. than that. And most people think that, which is See, unique. I thought that was it. I thought that was pretty much it. Right. And um, what is the Lord's Prayer? Um, our Father, who art in heaven, crushing it, hallowed be Amen. thy name. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that was that's the whole thing. Amen. He was just our our Father is up there and he's crushing it, and I respect him for that. <laughs> and and in Braille, that's three dots, a line, four dots, a, a cube, and two golden arches. There are cubes, and that yeah. and the golden arches aren't McDonald's. No, 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 no. that's okay. crushing it. Ba da ba ba ba. Crushing it. Yeah. That's see th- what a lot of people don't know. Yeah. That was originally a God thing. That was what it what was the, the arches, the uh, everything from McDonald's. <laughs> it is all just straight ripped out of some of the books in the Bible that are uh-huh. only in like the director's cut. Uh-huh. Um, that the, you know, they didn't like, uh, it was getting a little long. They didn't need to, we had to chop some of this out, to cut some stuff out. Uh, but some of that original content that um, I think right now Zack Snyder is re mm. reworking yeah. for uh, for HBO Max okay. version of the Bible. Right, it's some of that stuff that we've we've seen um, McDonald's, uh, Reebok, and Adidas, uh, uh, LA Lights have yeah. taken taken. A, I mean, God said, "Let there be light." How, and all you had, how, and and it's how funny, obvious. It, and that's one of the parts they cut out of the Bible. It was God, and God said, "Let there be light." comma just slam your heels and they <laughs> yeah. had to cut that <laughs> yeah yeah see there's just some stuff that that was that was removed that got lost in translation along the way you know the bible was originally in um that lord of the rings language i think right. so farsi <laughs> uh-huh uh, yeah yeah but i think the thing about malls now is they're trying to find you know new ways mm-hmm. to continue existing I, like 
mall walking became a thing and it's probably even more popular now in places like texas where it's hot so old ladies can not die go walk Mm -hmm. around yep power in a powerful sort of way right kind of like a pack of really angry barracudas yeah it's like i would say that the best um metaphor or analogy that you can do for the mall walkers in uh in you know american malls yeah would be like the starving wolves in russia they're <laughs> they're just pacing you don't really know what they're up to but you always want to keep them in the corner of your eye right. make sure they're not up you know, to up something to, up to anything because yeah. you never know right uh, and they might snap at you for absolutely nothing because they're just kind of grumpy. Uh-huh. That's kind of their... You're wearing something that kind of maybe uh, scares them. It reminds them that they're getting older and older and don't understand the how the world works anymore. And the wolves feel the exact same They feel way. that's why they attack so much because they think if we can kill this thing we don't understand, yeah. we go back to knowing who we are and we knowing our world. And a lot... I, I think it, it's, it's upsetting to me that a lot of people don't know this about wolves. Yeah. Um, why does that upset you? Because I think there's a lot in this world that we could learn from, say, the Dr. Doolittles of the world Mm -hmm. with regards to the temperaments of the animals and why they're ornery and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if we understood that, we would have a little better symmetry between... Yeah, I think we need more harmony with our wildlife Yeah, is is what I'm saying. Right. Um, Do you, uh, outside of... Potentially putting on jean jackets and aviators mm-hmm. and walking through the mall mm-hmm. with me in yeah. a theoretical scenario. In theoretical scenarios. Do you do you have any good memories of of the mall or bad memories of the mall from yeah. being a teenager? I feel like that. I've, I feel like teenagers of our age and of the probably twenty years of people older than us, and maybe the ten years of people younger than us. Uh huh. It's very specific group <laughs> i don't know uh those generations yeah you know you get dropped off at the mall at lunchtime mm-hmm. and then somebody's mom came and picked you up at 4 30 or something like that yeah and then you just almost always you had no money you were not a potential customer for any <laughs> of these stores yeah you were just walking around mostly Going in and out of stores, looking at stuff and never buying any of it. Right. The the literal opposite of American consumerism. Looking and not buying. Uh, because... You were essentially destroying the economy as a teenager. Which is honestly a pretty noble goal to have. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what did you get up to at the mall? So... The only mall memories that I that stand out in my head are when I was an older man, like, like mid 20s, mid late 20s. Okay. When Fran and I would go to the mall and drink at Dave and Buster's uh-huh. and then go and make bets. We would just bet on stuff. Uh, we would, like, one time there was a, um, one of those, um, like, A frame advertisements that were like outside on the ground it was it looked like the piso mojado like wet floor okay yeah yeah. and i had to sandwich board yes and i don't remember what the bet was but it was something along along the lines of how much do you think that costs 
And so I said, uh, I think it's probably 100 bucks. Fran probably went higher because he always did. The item on the advertisement? No, or no, no, the, the, actual the actual sandwich. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I had to ask, the, I went in and I had to ask the poor, poor, just like young girl who's just trying not to hate life and work. What she was doing later? No. Oh. Uh, how much... Does she do? How much is that? And I kept pointing up front, and she kept and I. She kept not understanding what I did, what I was talking well, about. Well, obviously, because that's obviously not a thing. That's so I had to walk with her to the front of the store and go <laughs> this thing, and she goes, "I have no idea," and walked back in, and then we just moved on to the next bet. So who won? Nobody won that bet because we couldn't get a damn answer from the girl. Why would she possibly know that? I don't know. Um, another thing was we would. It was just anything. We bet on anything. And I lost a bet one time, and it was usually money, but we started to get bored of just doing monetary bets. So we decided to do embarrassing bets, similar to that game show where those friends have to do embarrassing things in front of each oh, other. Oh, uh, Impractical Jokers? Correct. And so I lost a bet one time and had to go into this common sitting area and do somersaults across the entire thing. Um, and somersaults are not easy to do as an old person who you're not as right, flexible. To, to be clear, you are like a 26 year old man Correct. doing this. And okay. so your body doesn't bend like a ball anymore. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a flat back. Mm-hmm. So go, every time, boom. correct, you smash your upper back and neck area. Uh, and you have to do that 12 times in a row because you lost the bet and you're a man of your word. Right. Um, and then you get your friend to film it. So maybe oh. we can put that on our Instagram. Do you still have that film? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere. All right. Yeah, I think I don't know that I um, have spent as much time as an adult hanging around malls mm-hmm. as you, mostly because of court orders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely, I was definitely one of those people in my in my youth, especially, you know, the mall had a movie theater on the third floor. Uh-huh. And you'd go and you'd just like find a movie to go to that worked in the time. Like it, like now I go to the movies when I want to see a movie at a specific time. Yeah. Then you would go to the mall and you'd walk around and you'd be like, oh, uh, Mr. Deeds is playing at one forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Should we see that? You have to figure out how long the movie yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to call your mom on the payphone. But you say, did you ever use the 1-800-COLLECT? You, you, yeah, you do the 1-800-COLLECT and you'd be like... Go to the movies, pick us up at 3.30. And then you hang up. And then you hang up. And your mom just goes, no, I don't accept the call from that. <laughs> I don't accept the call from that. But I got all the info the I needed. Pick me up at 3.30. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I I hung out. I probably, on occasion, made some trouble. I think one time we uh, tr- like were trying to get the mall security guard to chase us. <laughs> Was Jackass popular at this time? Yeah. And it wasn't like we actually did anything. We were just like, if we if we run out of the store, they'll think that we're stealing something. But we didn't do anything wrong. So what can they do? Yeah. Uh, How'd that work out? No, they just let you run out of the store. It turns out. Were you impressing the girls you were with, or was this a, a bro a pack a wolf pack? I mean, hold on. Let me hold on a second. Let me start by saying, um, the girls I was with were never impressed. Really? Are you sure? Oh, I'm uh call them now. Call I'm a hundred percent. Call them on the pod and let's check. None of them were ever impressed uh-huh. by anything. 
I was very impressed by myself many times. Well, because you've you've created a personal goal and you crush that goal. I'm always crushing goals. Uh huh. Um, but you're, yeah, you're no. always arching goals. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm always. Uh, they call me uh, double double golden. Or, boy. Yes. Double golden boy. Double golden boy. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's. Uh, I don't know. It, I. I have a lot of. Uh, Fond experiences of the mall, Same. of you know, getting a steak escape Philly cheesesteak mm, and those fries, those steak cut mm, fries, so good. And you know, Sabaro, laughing at the hilarious gifts you might find in a Spencer gift. Oh my store. gosh, dude, those were off the chain. Visiting my friends that worked at American Eagle, mm-hmm. like you, you visited me. No, probably not. Yeah, I didn't think so. But I knew you worked there. Yeah. Which is why I've only shopped at Hollister. Uh huh. I tried to get a job at Hollister, and they would not accept. They laughed me. in your face. They very kindly. They said, "Hold on, take off your shirt." And I said, "Next, <laughs> thank you, next." And then I went into American Eagle, and they said, "Are you breathing?" And I said, "Yes." And they said, "You're hired. See you tomorrow at two a.m. to eight a.m. when we do a story changing." Fun. Hmm. Um. So. Shop Till You Drop, mm-hmm. our, our mall game show, had, took a weird turn for its final revival, 2003 to 2005. Mm-hmm. Pat Finn was gone, dead. He actually died? No. Okay. Just to them. Right. Replaced by a guy named J.D. Roberto. And the mall setting, also dead. No. Yes. It was now like a, a Sam's Club or a Costco. Okay. And there were... 12 or 14 departments in the big box store. Okay. Rather than different storefronts. Okay. I don't know why they shifted to the big box store because this was, again, 2003 to 2005. Malls were still a thing at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. Malls were still relevant. Uh, Maybe this is what killed the mall. This is what they switched. People said People TV. saw this show on PAX Network, which it was on at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Which you could also order on PacSun.com. Yeah. It, well, see, we talked about how PacSun doesn't survive anymore. They pivoted to being a TV network okay. that airs game shows about big board box shorts. stores. Oh, okay, yeah. There were definitely board shorts as one, okay. of, the, one of the prizes in the shop till you drop around. Um, and also, it turned into just much more of a trivia show. Much more of a um, supermarket sweep yeah. at the beginning version instead of the stunt rounds it was a lot more trivia yeah. rounds um and jd roberto by the way so i looked this guy up so pat finn we mentioned he hosted all the other previous versions of the mm-hmm. show in the in the mall atriums <laughs> i and here's the thing i keep saying mall atrium i don't really know what an atrium is i'm just assuming it's the thing it's that something I'm you put of. fish in right that's an aquarium yeah Okay. Oh, it wasn't. Those words are different. <laughs> those, are, those are different words. Okay. Very similar in Braille, I was gonna by s- the way. I know that <laughs> might be what's tripping you up. So the aquarium is in the shape of a fish? Yeah. So actually, what again, going back to the Bible, when Jesus turned the fish mm-hmm. into... Uh, Braille fish? Bread. Oh, or, bread. Did he, he did something with fish. He multiplied it. Did he teach a man to fish? He, he multiplied the fish and he made a whole bunch of fish. Right. And he took those fish out of an atrium. And he said, sushi for everyone. <laughs> He took those fish from an atrium. Is Got why it. you're confused. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, Pat Finn, we talked about he was Joker's wild host. He kind of had a game show production company. J.D. Roberto 
very interesting guy. Yeah. I've looked into JD Roberto. So he's hosted a few different game shows. He also, uh, he hosted a show on BYU TV, like a talk show, I think. Okay. Which he got nominated for a daytime Emmy for. Wow. He also hosts an online uh, live streaming workout program. Okay. That he also has been nominated for a daytime Emmy for. (laughs) Okay. He also was a stuntman for the Amazing Spider-Man movies and a few other movies. He also hosted a few other shows in like the early 2000s. Like he hosted a show called, I think, uh, Are You Hot? What's that? Are you so? This was early two thousands when so we talked about the early nineties, late eighties was kind of that consumer culture, mall culture time period. Yeah, he also uh, was very successful in the early two thousands, obsessed with looks and appearances um, time period of television. Okay, so there was the Are You Hot, which was a show. In which people were gradually eliminated for not being hot enough. And then the hottest one at the end of the season or whatever. Okay. Remember so the- it was what Mark Zuckerberg created, his first website. <laughs> it was it was originally called The Are You Hot? But they dropped the the. <laughs> okay. And like there was a show, I think it was called like The Swan, that was about ugly people getting plastic oh, surgery no. to see who was the hottest after... Getting plastic surgery. So it was like Nip Tuck, but a real life documentary style. Yeah, it was like The Bachelor, but like you don't get a rose if your plastic surgery didn't make you hot. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, Paris Hilton was all the craze at the time. It was, it was that time period. So he did that also. Of course. So what I'm saying is JD Roberto can do anything. Yeah, He's a he dynamo. Really, he really can. He's also a writer. He's got some books or something. Oh, yeah. he He's the author of the Hands-On Dad blog, which he See? wrote for the Haunted Fuffington Post, The Bump, Parents Magazine. He wrote a screenplay called Heavy Water that was named a top 10 finalist in the American Zeotrope screenwriting competition. How many like legal settlements or um, bastard children does this guy have... <laughs> That he has to just take every single <laughs> possible job opportunity. Yeah. That like he's like, oh yeah, he's a game show host. By the way, also he was a, he was Spider Man in the stuntman version of Spider Man. Yeah. And you're like, why, JD? Why are you so? And he pulls out his wallet and just 900 pictures <laughs> on the down to the ground of all these children <laughs> that he has from different women that he's paying child support on. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't know why we needed a big box version of Shop Till You Drop. I mean. That game show already exists, and it's called Going to Sam's Club. And it is as it's fun because everybody can play it. And everybody is playing that have big families. I went to, so you know how we're in a, the middle of a pandemic right now? Are we in the middle you know of that? it? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, a vaccine is out. Hopefully, now. we're near the end of it, but like, who knows? You know, in terms of amount of deaths and cases, mm-hmm. we're probably still kind of in the middle of it yeah. at the moment. But near the beginning of the pandemic, you know, because how this pandemic causes you to shit all the time. So you need all the toilet paper. Oh, yes. Got it. So we went to Sam's Club one day or I went and it was like a uh, Tuesday at six. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, at least it's, you know, 
off hours for Sam's Club. Mm. Um, and I don't even remember if I was going specifically to get toilet paper or just other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I rolled up to Sam's Club and I walked in and it was so busy they were out of shopping carts. Wow. Because everybody was pooping. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And everybody had, you know, their uh their baby wipes in between their hands and the shopping cart. And the shopping because cart. Because at the time we thought we thought touching, you go get was you get a no no. You get this from touching. Right. And now we learn that's not true. Yeah. It's much worse in places that have bad airflow. Bad airflow, like a Sam's Club, <laughs> like JD Roberto's uh, one tiny your, home that he one, can only exactly, afford because, because he, of all the child support yep. that he's paying. JD Roberto is going to sue us for defamation or something, which he can't afford to do because <laughs> <laughs> all the other legal fees that he has. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Um, do you have any make it betters for shop till you drop? I mean, I have two. Okay. Uh, I think you should give the not runner. What's what are we supposed the, to say? The uh, returner. The returner. Or exchanger. I think we should give the returner a fireman's pole option to slide down the middle in between the staircases, mm. and if they drop the present or if they drop the product, they don't get to run it over to the keep table. Okay. So it's a kind of a risky move, but a potentially much faster way. Right. Of so transport. if it's a big clunky thing, you're not going to want to take that down a fireman's I mean, we'll pole, see. probably. Yeah, it depends on how good your pole experience is. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a stripper on the team, then you might want to send her a male to stripper because be... they they would never have the woman be the it returner. It was much like we talked about with um, supermarket sweep. There was a lot of sexism, yeah, under the surface there. Uh huh. But it was smart because men are going to be faster and stronger and better. So right. that was smart, obviously. And the second make it better was I think the people in the fake food court should have an opportunity to try and trip the shopper. As that was exactly by. what I was going to say, by the way. I mean, that's an obvious one. It's a missed opportunity. It's an obvious one. Obviously, the fake food court people should be more of an obstacle. Yeah. And what you do is you put the more high value stores upstairs because it takes longer to get there. Mm -hmm. You've got obstacles to deal with. So it's a risk reward. There's some more strategy involved in there because the other thing about this show that annoyed me, I guess, is there's really no right way to do it. Like there's no good strategy to have necessarily. It's a random crapshoot of, yeah, I mean, the only edge you can give yourself is knowing prices of stuff really well. That way you know, like, I don't have to run around. This thing is worth $800. Right. Yeah, I saw one where the uh, Pat Finn pointed out at the end, like, hey, you exchanged these men's shirts. These men's shirts were worth $260 or something like that. Uh, And you kept this Polaroid that was $37. (laughs) You idiot. Um, But I think people see electronics and they're like, yeah, this is... And it was funny because I was watching... An episode, and they they were at like nine hundred and sixty-two dollars. Ooh, going into the last. This was the thousand thing. round or the thousand. The thousand dollar. Yeah, okay. this was the very first season, so they were at like nine sixty-two. So they needed thirty-eight dollars from the last thing, and they open it up, and it is a like skip-proof Walkman CD player, and I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be close. Is that what is that forty dollars? Is that fifty dollars? Like that'll yeah. get them. Yeah, that'll get them there. This this could be. Really close. What if it's $35, you know? 
And it was like three hundred dollars. Oh, because it was because <laughs> it was nineteen ninety one. Yeah. yeah, and it I was, was like, oh, skip proof. Yeah, okay. Skip proof is top technology. That was at huge the, at the time. Remember that you had like, this, oh my my Walkman's got twenty seconds skip protection. Yeah, I can shake it for twenty fucking seconds before it skips. <laughs> and my CD's scratched to all hell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also think escalators. I mentioned that earlier, but I think okay. if you've got escalators, and so you've got a if you're closer to the down escalator and you're wanting to go down, maybe you've got to go or, you know, you've got to go up the down escalator or down the up escalator. Oh, wow. As a, you know, can I make this? Will this make it faster for me? You've got to make those tough decisions. Yeah. Dang. I think we should have seen more of that. Uh, put some shin pads on them. So they'll be fine. They're fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah. Overall, I would give this game two and a half out of five buzzers. I think it was just half of a good game show <laughs> yeah and i'm not even necessarily um talking to the fact of the celebration of overconsumption and yeah. capitalist culture greed. greed and whatever and malls <laughs> just in the way the game show is structured in general and how it plays out it's fine to watch yeah but it's definitely not something that is very easy to play along at home. The stunts aren't super entertaining for the most part. Yeah. So I'll give it a, a 2.5 out of 5. I think that's a fair score. I would go with a 2.5 as well. Because for what it lacks in entertaining media, I think it makes up in pacing. It is a fast pace. It's very fast paced. Easy to watch, twenty-five minute episode. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's very, very fine. Is the best I can say about it. Uh, if you'd like to uh, learn any more, we'll go a little more in depth um, in our Braille summary of the episode. If you want to order that from uh, comeondownshow.com, mm -hmm. you can you can order our Braille summary. And what makes our Braille book different or braille summary is that we use uh skittles instead of tiny bumps yeah so it's much easier like if you have you know if you have bad eyes it's harder to read as an older person mm -hmm. it the same thing happens if you have weak fingertips you can't really feel as well so it makes it easier for people to also if you do uh if you do want to go on amazon now there is actually a braille version of that 25 to 30 year gap in jesus's life that was cut out of the um the theatrical release of the Bible. <laughs> um, there it is. came out on a Tuesday. You know, it it is. They thought at the time it was a little slow. They might lose some people. But I, f I feel like after Braille reading it, that that really adds some context to this Jesus character. Yeah. And, you know, kind of you, you better understand his motivations. Like, yeah, like when like like what we didn't know, we didn't know the context of that time that Jesus and his pals, you know, turned 18, they went to the casino and, um, and you know, they were, they were playing some blackjack. Jesus got on a heater. Mm -hmm. He was, he was up big. He was up big. There was a guy, uh, sits down to the left of, of Jesus. Uh -huh. He hits on 16. Oh. He busts. The dealer turns over a four. For a this? twenty, he he had a, oh, the dealer no. had a sixteen shown. Turns over a four for a twenty. This guy took the bus the bus card. Yeah, 
Jesus is pissed. Okay. All right. He is fuming about this. He gets on some massive tilt, yeah. loses it all. So I think that helps better. You know, when there are the gamblers in the church, that's why it took Jesus back to that moment where he lost it all. He was saving that money at the casino to pay for a friend's surgery. Oh, no. You know, and and that friend ended up dying of uh, hip dysplasia. Yeah. And so when Jesus sees these gamblers in the casino mm-hmm. that takes him back to that moment, takes him back to his friend with the bad hip. Yeah. Um, and I think that that added context really, really brought something more to the story. So check out that Braille version. And uh, what's it called? Just Braille Bible? Uh, Braille Bible, uh, the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. Okay, because yes. it was the extended. Yes. Got it. Um, this has been Shop Till You Drop. This has been another episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast that has ads. Yeah. Not AIDS, by the way, because originally we that thought... was that was uh we had a typo in the tagline we did. in the Braille version. Um yeah. and check us out on Instagram at come on down show. Mm-hmm. MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Uh Tom is our username on MySpace. Yep. And until next week, we will see you guys later.